Hey, greetings everyone and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. Today, we're going to focus on innovation. Innovation for what it is, whether it's about something new, seeing something born new, or is it just a reiteration or a rehash of what we already know and what we already have experienced before. In my mind, innovation is an accident. The act of innovation and the results thereby are always by accident. And that's why they are the sweetest. Innovation is the after effect, the result of creativity. And when is creativity at its best? Well, there are two schools of thought. One believes that you need to have experienced certain hardship, been under pressure, under stress, or difficult circumstances. And as you toil to get out of that situation, you start innovating. You start thinking outside the box. You're desperate to get out. And in order to do that, you start going beyond your realm of control, your realm of thought. You think and act in creative ways to solve the issue at hand and come up with some very novel ways of doing so. Obviously, this is under stress. Think about it like when a pearl is formed in an oyster. There's a lot of stress before that pearl is formed with the particle of sand under the skin within the oyster. There's pressure to build something around it. Apparently what's built turns out to be a beautiful pearl. Similarly, there's hardship, there's stress that we are faced with and in order to get out of it, when the known aspects of how we act and do things don't work, we start thinking outside the box. We start thinking beyond the realm of control, beyond our own mental faculties that we are always associated with. And that's how we end up creating new and novel ways or innovative ways of doing things, perhaps innovative outcomes as well. Another school of thought believes that true innovation, for that matter, quality innovation, happens in an environment that helps nurture creativity. What does that mean? Well, true breeding grounds of creativity need to be established consciously and encouraged where an issue to be solved is first recognized. Then those enlisted to act on solving the issue are freed up of any other responsibilities and are charged with focusing on this one particular thing. In this case, what we're talking about is a conscious approach, a more designed way of innovating things, a much more thought-provoking, a much more thoughtful way of innovating things. We're talking about structure here. We're talking about planning. We're also talking about people coming together with a conscious approach of innovating, knowing that they are going to innovate something very consciously and they design it, they come together, they design the environment for it, they design the infrastructure for it, they decide on which people are going to do it, they decide how they're going to do it. So there's a lot of discipline involved in this approach. And there's a school of thought that believes in it. They believe that when you plan and do this in the step-by-step -step approach that you take, then there's possibility of innovating that is much more better, creative, more purer in form. And from the aspect of consciously attacking a problem, recognizing the problem and going at it from all angles in a very designed manner 
in a very disciplined manner in order to come out with outcomes that would be breakthroughs, that would be things that we have never done before or never seen before. That's the approach of this particular school of thought. In this case, what they do is they try to take the stress element away as well, as you can see. We're talking about a team that's freed up of any other responsibilities and are charged with focusing on one and only thing, which is to attack that problem and come out with innovative ways of doing things, come out with an innovative solution. So you can say that the stress element is totally taken away in this kind of an environment very consciously in order to give the freedom of thought, the freedom of expression, the freedom of creative thinking to the team that is attacking this problem so that they don't have any other pressures on them but to think and act freely, focusing and concentrating on the one issue they have at hand. And that's how this particular approach happens. More often than not, history has shown us that true innovation happens under pressure when you're trying to solve an issue you're struggling with. However, the latter aspect of it, which I just discussed about discipline and a conscious approach towards having discipline as well as trying to work consciously on a solution for a problem is also true. But what happens there is not creative innovation to solve an issue, but more of a solution enhancement and optimization, albeit creative. Let me enumerate through some examples. The invention of the round wheel was innovation that happened to fulfill a need, transportation. The improvisation of the wheel to make it last longer go faster, adapt to different vehicles, all of that falls under solution enhancement. Connecting people through email and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all the other social media channels that are out there during this internet age was innovation addressing a need, which is social connectivity. Twitter, chat and the different facelifts we see of Facebook, you could call it that, right? Think about it. If Facebook was the first social media as we knew it, and then all of these other evolutions happened, including Twitter for that matter, you could call them improvisation and solution enhancement and not necessarily innovation. Generally speaking, the birth of innovation to solve an issue happens purely due to the urge to solve the issue. There is not much needed in terms of money and establishments or infrastructure to do that for it's entirely based on frugality and the excitement to see something new. What follows after demands a lot more in terms of money and resources and material to improvise and scale. Not to say that one is righteous than the other. We all know that the world needs both. Creativity, whether in profession or hobby, is the spark that makes what you do purposeful. Where do you find your fulfillment? In the former or the latter? Once you can answer that, you will know where your passion lies, where your heart lies, and where you can work, prosper, and thrive. I hope you liked what you heard. If you like the content, make sure that you share it with others so that they might benefit as well. And please do go ahead and subscribe and leave a review so that we may continue to grow the community. Thank you. Mm -hmm.